headquarters of Ramsey Solutions, broadcasting from the Pods Moving and Storage Studio. It's The Ramsey Show, where we help people build wealth, do work that they love, and create actual amazing relationships. I am Ramsey personality Rachel Cruz, hosting today with best-selling author and Ramsey personality Christina Ellis. And we are taking your calls. It's a free call anywhere in the country at 888 5225. And we'll talk about your life, your money, your job, your relationship, anything and everything. Christina and I are here to walk you through your situation. So uh, if you guys have enjoyed this show and it's something that you think, gosh, it, this has helped me, it has changed my life, we want you to share it. That's one of the best ways to continue to spread the word is share it. Subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and honestly, just tell your friends and family about it. You know, we sit in these chairs every day for three hours because we want to help people become free from their money. And money is such a, it's such a shameful, burdensome, burden, close, yeah, close <laughs> topic and creates a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. And to be free from that is something we want. We want you guys to have healthy relationships with the people in your life that you love. We want you to have a job and a career that you're passionate about, that you feel like you're in the right seat. So us help, help us spreading hope is something that we love and again giving you direction uh, and hopefully some inspiration to be able to do that so if that has been your experience please share the show so other people can get that as well and if you are a new listener and you want to dive deeper into the ramsey baby steps go to ramseysolutions.com and click the get started button and we're going to help you figure out the next best step for your financial journey based on exactly where you are today so that's ramseysolutions.com and click get started and that's a that's a great resource. Again, you know, we may be throwing out words like baby steps, gazelle intensity, all these things. And you're like, oh my gosh, I'm new to this. So being able to know exactly where you are will tell you that next step that you need to take in order to do the baby steps and again, become financially free where your money doesn't control you anymore, that you really do control it. It's funny. I sometimes forget all these words that people don't know that aren't, you know, listeners for several years. And we were hosting... FPU at church last night and I was checking people in and I was like, are you here for FPU? And somebody was like, what is FPU? I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Financial Peace University. (laughs) (laughs) So if you're confused with all the acronyms, you're in good company. (laughs) That's right. That's right. So good. All right. Well, we're going to go to the phone. So we have Rich in Ashburn, Virginia up next. Hey, Rich, welcome to the show. Good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? Well, so I'm a uh, recently retired uh, 51-year-old. Um, I've got, um, we've, I've been following Dave Ramsey for uh, a long time. I was gifted a book by my brother years ago, and uh, I, I followed it to the T. And um, my, my problem now is that I, I, I can't pull the trigger to enjoy life. I retired early because I, I want to enjoy the fruits of my labor and, yeah. and all the, the sacrificing that we've done uh, up to this point, but I can't let go of, of that money and that, that mindset. And you said you're 51, so, Rich? I'm 51. 51. My wife is also 51 and she's got about another two months and she's going to be retiring. Amazing. As well. What did you got? What do you guys do? Or what did you do? Uh, my wife worked, uh, worked for Edward Jones investments. Uh, she was basically an office manager. Um, and I was an air traffic controller. Good for you. Oh, that's a stressful right. job. So give us an example. What's a purchase that you've wanted to make recently that you're like, oh, I just can't do it? So I, I'm a car enthusiast. Um, I've, I've always loved Corvettes. Um, 
I went to a dealership about three weeks ago, my wife and I. We we agreed that this was a lifelong thing that I've always wanted. Uh went in there, we, we made the deal that, that we wanted, we were happy with it. I left the dealership, I told the guy, I said, Let me sleep on it. The next day I called back and I said, I, I I'm not buying a car. I just couldn't pull the trigger. I, I couldn't spend mm. the money to enjoy life, to start enjoying life. And, I, and I'm afraid that I'm not going to be able to that every time something comes up, whether it be a trip or, you know, how much do you guys have rich? What, what's when your wife retires in two months, how much is in retirement for you guys? So we have a total of 1.7, uh, in net net worth. We have, um, I, I have a car payment right now on a car that I don't like. And that's why I want to I, I want to get something that I'm going to enjoy and I want to pay it off and be done with it. Um, but but yeah, she is so so 1.7 is where we're at. That's okay. with her 401, my 401. She's got an IRA. Um, I have individual individual stocks. Well, good job on the net worth. I'm curious, why do you have a car payment? Uh, so what happened was I I got rid of a car that I had um, around. Uh, 2020 when the the car market went ballistic and uh i bought a car that i thought i I may like and i ended up liking it not loving it um i just don't want to get rid of it because i don't want to lose my tail on but why didn't you pay cash for the car versus financing it um because it was a lot of money that the the vehicle that i that i uh bought was a uh it was sixty three thousand dollars um and I, I got a little bit for the car that I traded in. So I said, well, let me just see if I like this car. And if I do, I'll pay it off. And that was the plan. As soon as I retired, pay it off. But I just don't. I'm so not how much is, yeah, car. Rich, how much do you guys have in liquidity? Like how much liquid cash? Because some of the this retirement is tied up in Roths and um, IRAs and 401ks. What do you have that's that's a liquid that you can get to? Uh, right now, I can get to uh, nine. We have nine, right around ninety-one, ninety-two thousand in our savings account. Um, but I'm special provisions, which means that I can I can uh, access my my four hundred one uh, now without penalty. Yes. Not that I plan on it. I, I don't plan on touching it yet. I don't have anything I, except for that car <laughs> that I want. <laughs> um, but I'm I, you know I'm just trying to stay away from it as, as much as I can. Let it build a little bit more before before we enjoy it. We don't plan on leaving that for the kids. The kids are growing out of the house, finished school, they're gone. Um, and, you know, we just we just want to start enjoying life, but I just for sure. have a problem with pulling that trigger. I'm, I'm just a little bit confused. Um, just want to make sure I understand everything. $63,000 for a car? That was a pretty expensive car um, it, for somebody who's pretty it, frugal. It was. And so let me give you a little bit of the So history. I'm just confused. I, yeah, because because that was pulling a trigger on a pretty big purchase. So I'm confused at like what was the trigger pull then? And I'm kind of wondering if like the, the icky feeling in your stomach right now, whenever you go to buy the other cars, just simply because you still have debt on this other expensive car. Right. Well, so the plan was to trade in that car and then purchase the 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 the, the car of my dreams. Uh, and pay pay cash for it. So how much will you be out of pocket if you went and bought the Corvette that you want and trade the car uh, in? It was about $78,000. $78,000. Okay. Yeah, so Rich, what I would do, I mean, from your net worth standpoint, you can afford the car. You can afford the car. But I want to make sure that you are debt-free. You guys have a good savings, a uh, safety net for your emergency fund. But start running numbers out for your retirement. Sit down with an investment pro, a smart investor pro, 
and really run these numbers out to, to know exactly where you can give yourself permission to spend. Because, yeah, you are 51 and you want to make sure your investments are growing. You can live off what you want to live off of uh, and have the ability to do that. Uh, and this is an incredible number. So you're you're probably going to be able to. And then that will give you permission to enjoy life. So thanks for the call, Rich. This is The Ramsey Show. Did you know, statistically, when it comes to life insurance and protecting your family, that women are more likely to be uninsured or underinsured than men? This doesn't make any sense. Women make up half the workforce, contribute mightily to family incomes, and in many cases are the breadwinners and take care of their families 24 hours a day. This is one of the most overlooked areas when it comes to financial planning. Maybe it's a relic of the past. But a loss of income or the need to replace family care is equally important for women as it is for men. Single moms, working moms, and stay-at-home moms all need term life insurance. Rates are actually lower for women, which is why I send you to Xander Insurance. They shop the top term life companies to find the lowest rates available. You can compare rates online at Xander.com or call 800-356-4282. This is something every family has to deal with. That's Xander.com or 800-356-4282. If you're looking to sell your home right now, it can be really intimidating. It's a, it can be a very intimidating process. And since the demand is still higher than supply, home rises are still rising. And buyers in this market are serious about finding a deal. And that means you may have some tough decisions to make on a tight timeline. But look, you don't have to sell your home alone and you shouldn't. It's important work. It's important that you work with an expert real estate agent who knows your local housing market inside and out and who will walk with you through the selling process step by step. Having someone on your side that knows what they're doing, you guys, is so, so key. So you need a real estate agent, again, that is trusted and who's earned the right to be called Ramsey Trusted because you know us here at Ramsey that we have a high standard for people that we work with. And so these pros have been highly vetted. They are top tier agents that again, we trust here at Ramsey Solutions and they have what it takes to sell your home on your terms for the best price. If you are ready to sell your home, get a Ramsey trusted pro in your corner. It's free to connect today. Just go to RamseySolutions.com slash agent to find one near you. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com slash agent slash agent up next we have andrew in fort collins colorado hey andrew welcome to the show hey thank you it's an honor to speak with you today absolutely how can we help well um i am currently trying to figure out kind of what to do with my life and career my next steps are um been slowly working through ken coleman's book processing it like with other people in my life and um like soaking that in and it seems my next steps may be like further education or certifications um, to sort of fulfill a desire that God gave me to replicate a discipleship program that I was blessed to be involved in and uh, transform through. But in the meantime, I've been working at a job, which I don't really see a future for myself in. Um, just feeling kind of stuck in it a little bit and it, you know, it wouldn't get me closer to my goals and dreams. Um, what kind of job is it? And, um, it is doing sales, um, kind of front counter sales. It's, it's a good company, a good job for like people to work with. Okay. Um, and then what is this? Oh yeah. I'm finding that. Yeah. What's that? the dream? What's the discipleship program? 
Right. It's um, a year long program that I get to be involved with in New York. It's um, a discipleship program, largely focused on like outdoor ministry. And, um, so do you want to work for this program or you want to create a company that does something like that? What's your vision with that? Ideally, it like, would be to create a, sort of a sister program to that um, here in Colorado. Um, Cause it, you know, it's at the point where it can be replicated. And, um, have you talked and, to the people yeah, who, have you talked to the people who lead this program? Like what would it take for you to be able to open a similar program and work with them through that process? Mm, that's, I am s- still trying to figure out actually. Um, <laughs> I have spoken with them a few years back. Um, and I, I kind of put it on, on hold for a little while. So what um, does, now I'm, you know, sort of at the point where I'm ready to like start moving forward with something else. Okay. So what you said that you think the next step is probably a certification program or some form of education. How does that play into getting you to the discipleship program? Well, when I talked to, um, the program director a few years ago, he you know, recommended taking, getting a few certifications and uh, like more, more in terms of like outdoor leading, like leading outdoor trips. Um, and, um, and you along, along that route. And I guess I haven't really done that yet. Um, okay. Like I said, I was kind of putting that to the side for a little so bit. So I know this is something that you've obviously been really impacted by and you love and you believe right. in. Um, do you, do you see a really feasible, realistic route of, yeah, starting a branch there in Fort Collins or somewhere in the, you know, where you're going to live and start that program? And, you know, like, like, is it, is it more just, gosh, this thing changed my life and I want to do something like it eventually? Um, or is it like, no, there's actually a really clear path on how to do this. And the sister company or the, you know, the, the organization that put it on originally is willing to do it with you. You know what I mean? Like where, where are you in that process? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of moving from like, you know, wanting to do it eventually to um, actually doing it. And it's a, and it's realistic you know, to do it, right? Like you've talked to them and they said, yes, absolutely. Right. We would love for you to do that. You just need to do X, Y, and Z. And it is possible. Like do you feel like that they have a, um, that, that they're certain, certain that you can. Well, no, no, I'm not quite to that point, though. Okay. Would you ever start your own discipleship, not to like rip off their idea, because I know there's probably like trademarking and all of that, but but um, do you think that, that it is realistic to do maybe a branch where you are, or do you think you're going to start something completely on your own? Um, no, it, I do believe it would be realistic. You know, when I talked to them okay. a couple of years ago, um, it, it went well, you know. What about if you if you worked for this company for a while? Like, I don't know if you're up for moving, but potentially moving to where they are and doing the day-to-day work with them. Because it is different going through the program. It's amazing that it was impactful to you. But then actually working and doing the work, it's going to be a different experience. And it would probably be nice to know, do you enjoy that experience with the discipleship program versus being an attendee? Are you open to that? Oh, right. Like kind of getting more experience in the space? I would be. Um, I guess it'd be a little hard to pull off, you know, uh, logistically. Being that I'm married, my my wife has a good job here, and um, 
Yeah, yeah. What about even just like trying that. ministry? Like I, I, the discipleship program sounds amazing, but is there some other form of ministry that might be interesting to you? Maybe you could work for a church for a while and disciple people within the church, like kind of just getting your feet wet mm-hmm. in the space and getting like used to what that kind of work is like. There, yeah, there's definitely that opportunity, which I have been involved with from like with Young young Life and mm-hmm. um, I can definitely do some more with my church too. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, Andrew, I love Young Life, by the way, that's where Winston and I met. So I'm a big Aww. fan, big fan of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, they're great. So yeah, I and actually that's a great example. Young Life for on a personal note is something that we love and we support financially. We're obviously not on Young Life staff or doing it. So I was going to say too, sometimes when you go through something that's really impactful and changes your life, you know, that there's, we even went through another curriculum separate from Young Life last year and gave to them throughout the year because you're just like, oh, wow, I want to help in some way. And it may not be my full-time career, uh, but I, I love it so much. And sometimes, sometimes that loving it and life change can get mixed in with, this is what I want to do with my life vocationally. Sometimes it is, right? It does change your life. And you're like, oh no, I'm putting my whole life into it. And sometimes it's like, hey, I can have a passion for this thing that changed my life and help in other ways. But the things that draw me to it, maybe there's another, to your point, Christina, of like a another type of ministry, another route to take that you still use those passions and those gifts. And maybe in the meantime, Andrew, but it sounds like you haven't talked to them in a few years. It still sounds really up in the air. So if I were you, I would have a call with that company that you love that was out, I think of New York, you said, um, and, and I would say, hey, I would love a serious call to say, what are the steps that I need to take specifically? Because they said certifications and all of that and get an actual list of what it would take. Uh, financially, do you need donors? Do you have to have, you know, an established location for that? Like, like get a lot of the details, Andrew. And I think that's going to help you weed out, hey, this is something I could actually do here in the next five years. Or man, this may be a 15-year dream. And between now and then, I need to kind of find something that is more than just a sales job because I want to go to a place that I love every day and work and make money and do my passion right. I think you're reading about Ken Coleman. But I think for if I were you, I would get more hard facts from them. And I think that's going to help you make the decisions and you and your wife sit down and say, okay, is it worth investing into this, this licensing or this training and know how much all those are and if you guys have the money for it? I mean, it's kind of the that big picture, but getting more specific. Does that make sense? It does, yeah. Well, and yeah, I think part of it is just going to be taking taking yep. steps, like taking those action steps. I think you've had these dreams for a while. You've been feeling this for a while, but there's kind of fear around actually getting a certification, reaching out, calling the company, getting those detailed steps you need to take next. And I think that's when you're really going to feel more clarity. Yes. Yep. Facts are going to help you in this, Andrew. So thanks for calling. This is The Ramsey Show. If you're planning to move soon, you know it can be so expensive, but I've got great news. Our studio sponsor, Pods Moving and Storage, wants to help one of you move for free. So just get a quote at pods.com slash Ramsey between February 20th and March 3rd and enter to win. It's really that simple. One listener will get a free move valued up to $5,000 and, this is crazy, $10,000 in cash. So if you're doing the math, yep, that's a total value of $15,000. So look, Pods just makes moving easier with the flexibility you need, the control you want, and the customer service you deserve. If you're looking for a company that will help you move on your terms, 
Pods is the only Ramsey trusted moving provider out there. So go to pods.com slash Ramsey to enter today to win a free move. And again, $10,000 cash today. That's pods.com slash Ramsey. Up next, we have Dawn in Duluth, Minnesota. Hey, Dawn, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hello, Rachel and Christina. Thank you for taking my call. Absolutely. How can we help? uh, Well, I am debt-free, except for my house. Yay. And I have been since for about, I don't know, nine months. And But I still have all these other things, like a roof. I have to save up money for lawyer fees because of stuff I have to go through with one of my children. And I just keep feeling like I'm not not getting where I want to go because all these other things keep coming up. Yeah. Life so keeps happening. I, yes. Yeah, so I have a three month emergency fund right now because the other stuff needs to be paid for. Cause mm-hmm. I, I have to do it via cash. That's right. And I've been following you guys a step for a long time and I just keep feeling like I'm just not getting anywhere and the motivation keeps going down for sure. So how much do you make a year, Dawn? Um, about 55 to 60. Okay. And you said you are debt free with everything but the house since about nine months ago. Is that correct? Yeah. So So, yeah, the main major part of it. So did um, you pay off a bunch of debt? What was the journey before that? Um, so I started kind of, uh, August of 2019. Um, or no, sorry, August of 18. I really started, um, listening to you guys. I heard about you guys years ago at my church and I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. And then it comes and goes. So August of 18, I decided, you know what? A couple of, of that I work with, um, did it and we're, I'm a nurse. And so I did have the opportunity to work more and get paid more. And as of February 22nd, I was debt free with, um, credit cards um, I bought a new ve- newer vehicle to me with cash, um, paid off my student loans, um, paid about $20,000 in uh, lawyer fees um, since August of 20, or sorry, August of 18. And so it's it's been a journey. Yeah. Um, yeah. You've been through a I lot. Keep, yeah. But I keep feeling like, I should be farther. Mm. I think that's, this is such an interesting question because I think we've, we've all felt that a bit at times where it's like you, you work through all these steps, you get your emergency fund and then Murphy still hits. There's still roof repairs. There's still things like that. And sometimes I just wish you could just like pause everything else. And it's like, okay, life don't happen. Like cars aren't allowed to go out now. I finally hit this spot. Like why can things still go wrong? Like it's frustrating. So Don, uh, how much will the roof cost? I'm getting a for sure estimate um, in a week and a half, um, but I am estimating probably seven to ten. Seven to ten, okay. And the lawyer mm-hmm. fees, what? How much will those be? Um, well, so I've, I've paid off all of it. I'm supposed to go back to mediation. I'm hoping only two to three. Okay. But that's still <laughs> like, oh, I could just go towards my roof. I know. Yeah. Um, no, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah. Yeah. So I in think in the meantime, I did put four thousand into my vehicle after I bought it. Oh, good. <laughs> yeah, that's great. That's great. Yeah. So I think one of the things, Don, is 
after you paid off debt, which is usually like the exciting goal that a lot of people have that they work towards and so much of their motivation and all of that is going goes towards that, that you need something else that you're looking ahead that isn't just roof repairs and lawyer fees, but have something out there, Don, that you're like, oh, okay, in five years, this is a big goal I have. And I don't know if it's a great vacation you want to take. I don't know. Um, I don't know what it would be, whatever it is, Don, for you, but have something in the next three to five years that is out there that's fun and enjoyable that you're looking forward to because what you're listing out, it sucks, right? I mean, like life sucks. What would suck more is if you had car payments and student loan payments and credit card bills every month on top of this, which you don't have, which you can celebrate that for sure. Um, and so that's the, that's the progress that you've made by getting out of debt and having an emergency fund is that like you actually have, when your paycheck hits, you have the ability to use it for these things versus again, hundreds and hundreds, maybe even thousands of dollars going back out in, in debt payments. So that's a great thing. But I just want, I want you to have something that is exciting to you and can bring you joy that you work towards in the midst of all of this life, right? And, and again, I know a lot of your money will be going towards the roof and the lawyer fee, but again, have out there, okay, after these are done, like this is what I'm shooting for. Because when you have a goal I mean, it's, it is motivating. There's something about that changes the way you look at your budget. It changes all of it. And when it's a goal that you want, again, and everyone out there listening, it could be an emergency fund. It could be a goal of getting out of debt. Whatever that thing is that you want, it changes the way you spend money. It changes the way you save money. But what you, what you listed off, Don, it's like adulting expenses that we all have <laughs> right. and they're pricey. Uh, but it's kind of yeah. one of those things that you're like, God, you have to do it. Um, and it's not fun. So I, I get that. I hear you. Don, do you have any idea what that exciting thing could be for you? I would like to say that it's something like a really enjoyable, like a vacation. But my five-year, one of my five-year goals is to actually pay my house off, mm. <laughs> which is super exciting, but it's not like take a trip with the family kind of thing. Yeah, it's great. And you know what? And we talk about stopping and smelling the roses. Yeah, being intentional in the season. So honestly, Don, I mean, again, I would encourage, even if it's a weekend trip, like have something fun. I mean, I know paying off the house is important. We're all about that. But this is the time just to be intentional and to enjoy the fruits of your life. You don't have to be gazelle intense in this process of where you're at. So, So maybe you still do a vacation before you pay off the house. How do you feel about That's that? That's my problem. I think <laughs> you problem. should. I think you should. I don't stop. <laughs> well, and that's probably part of it, too, is it's like you were in baby step two and then you were saving your emergency fund and you were gazelle intense. And it's like that that switch hasn't flipped. But at the same time, you're not feeling super motivated right now because it's like, wait, you don't you need to be motivated, but it's a different kind of motivation. And I think you're wanting to feel the motivation of baby step two, but you don't have to quite be that intense. Like Rachel said, it's intentional and intentional can include vacations. Yeah. And I really like to get up to a six month emergency fund. Um, but I stopped at three so that I could start putting money away for. Yeah. yeah the, and I think do both. And stuff. Yes, for sure. And I think that's wise. I mean, your three month is there. So I think you're, you're doing exactly what you need to do, Don. We're just saying to get you through it and to have a little bit more joy, enjoyment of this process is to have a thing that you, that Don just wants. Don just wants this out there. And after the roof is done, and again, the lawyer fees and everything. And if Don wants a six month emergency fund and that sounds better than a vacation, then make that your next goal, right? Like it doesn't matter what it is, but I just want you to be working towards something that you 
uh, are excited about and and enjoy. That, that's what money is, right? You do all of this so that you have freedom with your money. You do all of this to change your family tree. Uh, you do all of this so that money doesn't control you. It's a tool to create a life that you love. And we want you to do that. And you've done the hard work, Don. And I know you still have a few, maybe another year or two of that hard work with all of this, but uh, we want you to to enjoy and love your life too. Yeah, and you can get really tactical with it. Like at you can say at the end of paying off my roof, at the end of these lawyer fees, and once I get three more months of an emergency fund, boom, yep. we're going to Disney World. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yep. Have it out there. Have that that fun goal out there. That's important. Thanks, Don, for the call. This is the Ramsey Show. So we are all feeling the price hikes. Everything from food to gas to just life it just feels like the new norm of what we pay is is crazy and it's not just us feeling the pain yeah walmart (laughs) is feeling the pain walmart is pushing back against major product suppliers who are asking for higher prices uh so this was an interesting article that came out that said that walmart is warning major packaged good makers that it can no longer stomach their high prices and are going to pitch their own private label products to shoppers that are less expensive. That It's a less expensive alternative option to buy their private label products versus the main labels, you know, the the labels that you see that you're like, oh, yeah, the name brand stuff. So, yeah, Walmart's they're saying they're really going to scrutinize any price hikes by retailers because they're saying that any of those, especially I think we're in this culture right now with inflation where it kind of feels like people are raising prices and it's like people just keep buying no matter what. So but Walmart's saying like this is impacting our customers and we're reaching yeah. that that tipping point where it's like even just a few cents more, it's going to hurt people. So we've got to push back because there's only so much space people have in their budgets, you know, before they start going, we can't afford this. That's right. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I think that it's a I think it's a good discussion in general that when you shop, there are options and there are options on what you buy, the type of product you're buying, whether it is generic or name brand uh, and all of it. And, and it and it matters. Right. I'm like when you do grocery runs or you're buying, you know, whatever it is, hygiene products or whatever, like you're having to buy this stuff. Look at the prices because it adds up. It does. And I think it's important kind of to break the stigma around like where you shop. So I know a lot of people now like don't go to Walmart. And I know that there's like ethical reasons and all of that. But (laughs) (laughs) but some people just don't want to go because they they say it's like the like the cheaper target or it's like just not as cool. I think they feel uncomfortable, but I'm still pretty shameless going to Walmart. Like I love like a good deal. And I think it's still great. So I think if you're not going to some of the discount stores, just because you feel like you're embarrassed to go in, Mm -hmm. or you don't want to be shopping there, like, I would get rid of that shame. And just do what you've got to do for your family, even like dollar stores, Dollar Tree. Yes, like they still have amazing deals. We've been going there for cards recently, like birthday cards. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why? Why is it $6 at other stores? All of my dollar 25 here, all of my Christmas uh, wrapping and package stuff all comes from the Dollar Tree. That's like I don't go I don't go anywhere else because I'm like it, it is it's so cheap but that and groceries even you guys where you shop so like an Aldi I mean there's these places that have great prices and sometimes you pay for the store experience mm-hmm. uh, not just the quality of the food for their prices <laughs> right like I can think of some grocery stores and it's like they're more expensive and their aisles are wider it's more aesthetically pleasing like you know what I mean like there's parts of the experience that I think 
then they jack up the prices even for that. So, but again, I'd rather like I'd rather go to a spa with the hundred dollars I have left at the end of the month because yeah. I shopped at Aldi <laughs> versus going through a more aesthetically pleasing grocery store. That's right. That's right. I know. So you guys, again, look at what you're buying and where you can save money because I know for so many people, the, the margin on the budget has has shrunk and you're feeling the pinch. Well, I am Rachel Cruz, Ramsey Personality, hosting with Christina Ellis, and we are taking your calls, America, at 888-825-5225. And up next, we have Summer in Orlando, Florida. Hey, Summer, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Thanks for having me. Absolutely. How can we help? So I was calling because um, I have saved up a good amount of money in my savings account, and i just not quite sure what to do with it at this point um, because I want to make the most of my money. Yeah, that's a great question. Okay, so how much do you have saved in the bank? About 130000 Great job. And is that wow. just in a checking account, a traditional savings, a high yield, it's a money a traditional, market? traditional savings. Traditional savings, okay. Um, do you have any debt right now? No, no debt. And how did you save up that one thirty? Was it just gradual or did you get a big payout of some just, form? No, I, um, I've i been working at the same companies uh, since I was 15. I've been here 26 years. Oh, wow. Um, I just, over time, um, I got divorced about 10 years ago and just be myself raising my two daughters. And several years ago, I moved in with my sister after, sold the house and stuff, and kind of saved up a lot of, majority of my money then. Um, so for the past few years, I've been renting and... I'm, I want to buy a home, so I've been kind of saving up for that. I just, the market right now is it's really high, and so I'm kind of not ready to buy. Um, so, yeah, I, my money is just kind of sitting in the bank. Do you have I'm any investments? Do you have any investments right now? I have about uh, 40-some thousand in an um, Edward Jones account that I have that's invested into different stocks and stuff. Um, that's separate. And then I also, through my employer, I have um, a significant amount for my retirement. Uh, well, I wouldn't say significant. How, how much is that? How much? About 400000 Okay. Okay. So you've been setting this money aside intentionally for a house. Is that correct? The money in the bank, yes. Yeah, the one thirty. So like my retirement is just, for, that's for later. You know, that's my, yeah. what my employer has, you know, the stocks and stuff in the company. And then I have my 401k, um, all that separate but just my savings, it's kind of just sitting there and it's not growing and it's not. Yeah. And I was kind of scared to invest it because I do want to buy a house and I wanted to have a good down payment. Um, but yes. it's just, it's not moving. Yeah. So what I would do, Summer, is I know you, you probably will purchase something, I'm assuming, in the next year or two. So I would move it to a high yield savings account or a money market account. We were just talking to our investment uh, pro yesterday, my husband and I. And we're, we have Ally Bank, and we just have a high yield with them. And it's 3.3%, which is pretty great for just <laughs> it sitting there, you know? And so, yeah, you can make a whole lot more than a traditional savings. So I would definitely take that 130, move it to a high yield savings account. Again, you can do this on an online bank, some brick and mortar banks, but I would make sure to check the rates uh, and make sure, yeah, compare it and do usually online. I, I like online banks usually for this stuff. I don't know. It just kind of makes it easy. And I don't know. Well, and that's part of why they can give such great interest rates. Yeah, they don't they have, don't have brick, the... brick and mortar. That's right. So uh, I would I would move that money there, Summer. And then I would contact a Ramsey trusted uh, real estate agent 
and just talk to someone and say, hey, I'm really thinking about buying. I'm nervous because the market feels up. Here's my cash position. And they're at least going to be able to help you and understand, okay, what's going on in the market and look at options because our, your your kids are grown. Is that right? You said you had two daughters. Are they grown and out of the house? Well, one of my daughters um, is, she's grown. She's 24. She's expecting to have, we have my first grandchild. Oh, um, congratulations. In a few months. And my youngest, she's um, 16. She's still okay. home with me. She's so. still okay. That's great. Yeah. So, yeah. So I think the next move would be uh, to purchase, purchase a home and, you know, and since it's you guys, you know, maybe somewhere even like a town home or something, you know, it doesn't have to condo. Yeah. I mean, you could look at, well, I was kind of holding off because my, um, I have a big family and uh, my sisters, they all own their homes and we were talking about purchasing land and getting houses built like next to each other on the land. Okay. But I'm kind of waiting on them and it's like, I don't know when that's going to happen. <laughs> so it's like, do I buy something now and then have to sell it in a couple of years? Or, you yeah. know, like I, I've, that's something I have to decide with them. But yeah, for I'm sure. I would kind of get a pulse and make sure that, yeah. that if you do choose to go an option with them, that sounds awesome and amazing, but also make sure it works with you, with you financially uh, and how land deals work and all of that, that kind of ends up being a little bit convoluted, but it's possible but just make sure, again, that you don't get roped into something that puts you back financially, number yeah. one. And if it feels like, yeah, it's kind of something we want to do eventually, but there's if there's no prospects on land, if there's nothing tactical happening, if I were you, Summer, I would, I would you have the money. So I'm like, I would go ahead and purchase something. Um, this is what that money's earmarked for. There's no reason that that you don't have to. You can wait for the market. But again, I would I would contact a Ramsey Trusted real estate agent because they'll be able to walk you through the real estate side of it. But but today with that 130, I would definitely, since you're debt free, all of that, I would put in a high yield savings. And then I would look um, at the real estate market. And I think that's a, a next great move. And then continue to invest in your retirement and keep going. But you're doing a great job, Summer. I know as a single mom, uh, there is a lot on your plate and you're doing a really fantastic job. So I'm glad. I'm glad you called in. Well, thank you, Christina, for hosting today with me. And thank you, America, for listening. This is The Ramsey Show. Hey, it's Rachel Cruz. If you love the show and want a deeper dive on your money journey, we have a weekly newsletter that gives you trending and helpful articles and tips on following the Ramsey way. Just go to RamseySolutions.com today to sign up for our newsletter. Again, that's RamseySolutions.com to sign up for our weekly newsletter.